Storm Bowling Products, the Bowlers Company, presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Tim Berg and Kendall Miles. Above180.com's Tim Berg and Storm's web content manager and former collegiate bowler at Weber International University, Kendall Miles, are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Tim and Kendall. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Darren Tang. Darren Bowl collegiately at San Jose State University. Darren, it's Tim Berg and Kendall Miles here. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. All right, Darren. Well, let's uh, let's get right into things. So, taking a look now, you bowled collegiately at San Jose State University. I'm looking now. Coach Wong just wrapped up his uh, his team tryouts, and I'm looking at the list right now of all the people who made the team. I'm curious. So, can you take me back to when you were trying out for the team? And what was going through your mind and what were some of your emotions and reaction and what tips you have for folks who maybe are still getting ready to go through that or maybe they just made the team and now they're on they're you know, they're bowling for San Jose State, they're representing the team that you did. What advice do you have for them? Yeah, so uh, going back to when I was bowling tryouts, it's uh it was a very uncommon situation I would say. It was it was almost like a pride thing. I, I wanted to win tryouts every year because um, typically the West Coast teams aren't the most talented. They're really hard. It's really hard to recruit. Um, so it's, it becomes very dependent on who you eventually pick up or decides to go to the program. So it eventually was just a battle between myself and my brother for uh, winning tryouts. Um, so in that respect, it was, it was kind of just, you know, who had the bigger ego and who could, who could brag a little more uh, at the end of tryouts. Um, but on a serious note, um, I really think, you know, just moving forward with the team, just being as team oriented as possible. Um, I was very guilty of being kind of a selfish player back in my college days, but the more I learned, the more I went through college, the more I understood that I couldn't do it alone. So I needed to do my best to help my teammates be the best versions of themselves and then also be there for my teammates as well when they needed me the most. Was there a particular situation or at what point in your career did you find out that this was something you kind of wanted to work towards um, kind of from the past? Yeah, I, I think just being as open-minded as possible and, and reflecting from situations that may have not gone the way that you would hope or wasn't the best for the team. And um, just that, that going out there, you know, you practice, you perform, and then the reflection part is a big part that's missing with most athletes, I think. And that's where you learn and grow the most. Uh, so fortunately, I mean, I was pretty stubborn in college. I wanted to do everything my way. And, and uh, you know, I, I kind of had a big ego. And I don't think big egos really help ever because it gets in the way of uh, you know, team chemistry, how well the team works together, and just a lot of different things. So uh, just being more open-minded as I started to get older uh, really helped see uh, and make these adjustments that I needed to make. So fast-forwarding now to your time as you're out on the PBA Tour, you guys have – it's a very condensed tour where you have pretty much all of your events in the first half of the year. How are you able to put that into practice, that reflecting that you're saying? Yeah, we actually got done working with uh, mental performance coach Brian Kane at Team USA, and um, a lot of um, kind of what I did with the, the whole practice perform reflecting was is a big part of his program as well. Um, it's just said in a, a slightly different way. Um, but being on tour, you, you kind of have to be open-minded and you got to 
be able to make changes really quickly because things go by fast. Like you said, the tour is very condensed. So we don't have a lot of time to kind of mess around and feel it out. It's, it's make the adjustments immediately or you kind of just, it's feast or famine really. And, and more often than not, guys are just out there starving because they can't make the adjustments quick enough or they're just not seeing what they need to see to be successful. So tell us about that first year and you wrap up a great career from San Jose State or San Jose and, you know, you and your brother have a great career there. And then now you're ready to, you know, full on tour. So tell us about that first year or two that took place just for you mentally, physically competing at the best in the world. What was that light transitioning from college to now being a professional bowler? Mm -hmm. You, you realize very quickly that you aren't as good as you thought you were. At least that was the position that I'm in. And I, I still see it a lot with uh, fresh faces on, on the tour. You can tell that they just don't quite have the tools necessary to be uh, competitive, at least consistently towards the top when they first go out there. Um, I was kind of the same way. My, my hand wasn't in the right spot. Obviously, my head wasn't in the right place yet. Um, and I don't really believe it's ever in the right place. You're just continuing to get better and better every day. And, and that really should be the goal. But, um, yeah, going going straight out there, first year, it's it's a big learning curve. And I think if anyone decides to go out on tour out of college, they, they just need to kind of take the punches if they come and uh, take it as a learning experience. And if they have any success, just really uh, make sure they enjoy it and pull, pull confidence from it because I think a lot of times we forget to do that. We don't celebrate the small wins. And it's really hard to build confidence when we don't celebrate the little wins. So obviously everyone's situation is a little bit different, mostly on the financial side of things to be able to take your lumps on tour. But if you're, if, 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 uh, if you had, if someone had their druthers, would, would you advise someone to maybe to, to bowl the regionals bowl as much as they can on the amateur, you know, not PB, you know, be a PBA member, bowl the regional stuff, bowl as much as you could, but maybe hold off a year to gain some experience on the regional tour or jump full feet right into things. This is a funny question because I actually had this conversation with somebody um, about college. Um, kind of seeing where I'm at now and, and the kind of career that's unfolding in front of my eyes, I I think about it all the time. I go, was was going to college to play? Did I need to do this? And um, the answer is probably no. I didn't have to go to college to do what I'm doing now. Because you look at guys like EJ Tackett and Anthony Simonson, they went out very, very early. They, they got their lickings at a young age and um, they were able to learn a lot from those experiences, and they're two of the best players, probably going to be two of the best players to ever play the game. Um, but do I regret going to college? Absolutely not. I think it was a big – I had the opportunity to learn a lot of different things, um, grow as a person and a player. And um, I definitely wouldn't be who I am without those experiences. So I don't really take that for granted. Uh, so tell us a little bit, you know, so – Early on, you found some success, I would say. And again, like you said, you had to work on a few things. But, you know, again, that's kind of being around the same age. You know, we kind of went through um, some of it at the same time. So, you know, you found some success there, especially making a show down in Texas um, and then, you know, making plenty of playoff shows and then eventually winning your first title. So walk us through what it was like as you're making these shows and, and then getting on the stage and stepping up and winning your first title Give us a little bit of play-by-play what's it like mentally to, you know, again, make a show and not find the success you want, and then you made a show and, 
Tommy Jones shoots 300 against you and, and you end up winning. So walk us through mentally what it's been like to, to find that first title. Yeah, um, just, just talking about those two events in particular, mentally they were like polar opposites. I I had never walked into a TV show feeling so sure that if I just bowled the way I needed to bowl that I was going to win my win a title. I mean, it would have been my first title. Um, obviously, Tommy is one of the best players, I think, to ever play the game, to ever throw a bowling ball. Um, so, you, know, you can't really discount your opponent, especially when you're on a TV show. But just, just thinking about myself and what I could do, I just felt like I had a really good chance to win, especially watching the match I did before. Um, so there was a lot of a lot of pressure, high expectations, and um, just I took it really hard when I lost because I you don't know how many opportunities you really get out there, and um, making shows is an accomplishment in itself, and I don't think people really appreciate that, um, especially the players at times because we do it for a living and we're so in the moment that we don't take a uh, we don't look back and go hey yeah that was uh, it's pretty hard to do to make that show. You know, winning is just really difficult. But um, with the cold water one, I I just accepted that if it's my time, it's my time. I went out there and I made the best ten shots I could, and uh, it fortunately worked out for me at the time. And uh, that's that's the mindset I'm really trying to have moving forward is just to be more process oriented and take the results as they come because you can only influence the results. You can't make them happen. You can't control them. So. Just try to control the things that I can control. And can you explain where you're, you're very social on, on Discord and on Twitch and on YouTube? Can you explain where that fits in to Darren and bowling and kind of everything you have going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Growing up, I, I felt like there was a lot of misinformation, and I think there still is. Um, and, you know, with people being a little more on the prideful side and, and not wanting to be wrong, it's it's hard because the game's always changing. We're always learning new things. So I wanted to start a stronger social media pro- uh, presence to help share the information that I've learned. I mean, I may not necessarily be right or um, have the best information, but um, whatever I use, whatever I've found success with, I try to share with my community so that they can potentially have similar success or just grow as bowlers and people in general. I think you definitely created something very unique on your platforms because you kind of do, you're super relatable um, and you've done it to where you have a reviewing type of a, a content. You also have entertainment. You, I think we've done a, done a great job of engaging with people um, and fans and bowlers. It was there a particular inspiration that started that or was someone who inspired you to be like you know i want to kind of do what he does my own way or do you just say hey i just want to do this because it's something i'm interested in yeah there was definitely some inspiration i i was watching uh brad and kyle stuff i thought it was really cool uh it was probably when the house whole deal kind of was conceived um originally it was uh bold mc uh mikey chris and myself brad kyle BJ Moore and Tim Pfeiffer. And that's kind of you know, the beginning of the house. And then everybody else started kind of trickling and we just grew the thing. But um, just seeing what they were doing and the impact they were making, I thought that I would, I wanted to do something similar. I started with Twitch because I wanted to do something different. And I thought, you know, being able to live stream and talk to uh, the community 
in real time would be very um, useful, I guess. It's, it's different, you know, commenting or responding to comments versus actually talking to people and having a response. I think things could be explained a little bit better and things don't get as out of hand at times when, when controversial things happen. Um, but yeah, I think Brad and Kyle were a big inspiration behind uh, everything that happens today. So we have uh, them to thank certainly. I think they were like the trailblazers of the, the social media, I guess, game and bowling. So I know you've you've been very successful here. I, I'm in Phoenix, located in Phoenix. You've been down here a few different times, either driving. I'm guessing driving, not flying. But you walked into my guesses and and won a tournament, won the CBE, won the uh, tournament that Theo put on, and that was probably a center in Sun City that you had never been in before. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. But if when you when you walk into a new center, what are your initial thoughts? And how do you, uh, you – are you a guy – will you make mental notes? You make notes on your phone? Do you keep track of pair-to-pair, lane-to-lane, how things are going, who you're, who you're with, et cetera, or, or how does that work in your world? Yeah, I've, I've actually started journaling while I'm bowling. Um, a lot for shot execution percentages. Um, like you said, uh, keeping notes on pairs, things like that, because I believe information is king in bowling. The more information you have, the more sound your um, – decisions become so bowling in a new center to myself was uh yeah i just kind of took it as it came took all the notes i could and then used the information to try to find as much success as possible and uh it's, i mean it's that's the case for all things all brand new centers i just try to gain as much information as possible and then and then go from there so this is something for everybody that's listening. Again, you you won on every level. You, youth bowling in California to college bowling. Again, making TV shows against your brother when you made the master show, and now you know even winning regionals and playing the year out that way. And because and through that, there's a lot of frustrations, a lot of things you go through. So tell us a little bit of how you were able to really stay steady, or how are you able to grow from a lot of maybe the frustrations or the struggles that you face to really get to the level that you've gotten to, because you still are very relatively young and you've made your presence known on a worldwide level. And again, how does someone at your age achieve that success so young? And then at the same time, getting through the, the battles of, of day to day, like what have you done personally to get through that? Yeah, I think the, the days where you have, the most failures are the, are the days that you grow the most or you have the opportunity to grow the most because that's where you have room to learn. That's how you grow. I mean, if you have success all the time, then really what do you need to change? So um, I've had a lot of downfalls. Uh, I mean, most people don't see the behind the scenes stuff, you know, the, the hard work, the pain, the suffering, um, what seems like it, at least when we're, when we're going through it. Um, they really only see the success. So um, being able to deal with that and not taking it as, you know, I am a failure more as I can improve on this and uh, just working towards the things that you really want um, and, and not really letting the success get to you, but still finding confidence by having success. So it's just uh, it's that whole practice, perform, reflect deal. It's, it's something that my dad really instilled in myself and my brother. Um, and it's something that I, I really stick to to this day. And I think it's been the most valuable thing for me. 
All right, Darren, and my final question is a lot of great new releases out there in the SPI lineup. What are you liking in your bag versus, you know, in, in regarding some of the newer stuff that's out there and even some of the old reliables that you always have with you no matter where you're going? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, reliables, always I have a pitch black in my bag. I have the reality phase two. Uh, before it was high road pearl, but um, – with our whole surface adjustment, I haven't really been throwing it a whole lot with 4K. But now that we have reactive gloss, I may be going back towards uh, High Road Pearl because one of the 4K High Road Pearls I just rolled is really smooth. And I'm kind of lazy. I don't really want to change the surface and then bring it back up. So I might just wait for one of the reactive gloss ones. But I've been throwing the High Pearl in that spot. I know it's not quite the same, but it kind of fills the same slot for me. So I guess that's kind of on the newer side, but not really. Um, but out of the balls that are coming out very soon, uh, I actually just had a pretty good night of league with Night Road last night. I won't no, no spoilers because it's going up on YouTube next Tuesday. Uh, but it was pretty exciting. <laughs> um, I, I made a pretty bad mistake with the Phase Five, and I'm gonna I'm taking full responsibility for that. I won't go into detail, but um, I think that one's gonna be a, a ball in my bag. I typically don't like having too many of the same core in my bag, and, and a Phase Two being a must-have in my bag is. Um, I wouldn't say concerning, but I think they're different enough. But I think I'm going to like the Phase 5 a lot. Can't really speak for other people, but uh, it's just different enough from the Phase 4 in a positive way for me, for me to want to take this thing everywhere. Uh, so those are two ones that I'm, I've been pretty excited about since I've thrown them. Supernova, I think, is really close. I think instead of maybe a Proton Physics, um, Supernova might be taking that spot. I think it's a little bit cleaner and more off the spot, but that one's been been pretty impressive as well so far. So really excited to see how these guys are going to perform out on the lanes when I start bowling some more tournaments. And uh, of course, the old rivals will always always be around and, and fall back on those. Everything you mentioned there, and between testing and you know everything we did in house is pretty much you know we. You've, you've seen what we've tried to accomplish, man, so we're glad to hear that. And on behalf of myself and Tim and everybody here at Storm, we hope you're able to get to 100000 on YouTube. We hope you're able to, to continue to grow yourself and can grow um, the brand of Darren Tang and, and continue to grow with this sport like you do, man. We are extremely proud of you here, and um, we hope they can win regionals, on, winning regionals, all the tour life. We wish you nothing but the best, and we wish you nothing but success out there, man. And I appreciate you, Kendall. I really, I, I'm grateful every day that Storm's giving me the opportunity to do what I do, and and a lot of what I am isn't is, is because of Storm. So I I deeply appreciate 